The Ukraine war, artillery shortages affect both sides. Today's episode is brought to you by engineering.com, a globally trusted source for engineering content. Check out this and many other exclusive videos for the engineering professional found only on engineering.com TV today. We've all seen those grainy black and white films from World War I. Miles of trenches with German and allied lines separated by a shell-scarred and treeless no man's land. World War I was dominated by then new technologies, technologies which then current combat doctrine had not evolved to accommodate. The airplane, poison gas and the machine gun are noteworthy, but just as important was the advent of rapid firing, breech loading artillery pieces that allowed both attacking and defending forces to inflict huge casualties on troops caught in the open. The result was relatively static trench warfare with troops well dug in to avoid that artillery fire. And that fire was massive. 1.5 billion shells were fired in World War I on the Western Front alone. From a mass production standpoint, the combatant nations were not prepared for artillery ammunition expenditures at this rate, and in 1915, a political crisis erupted in Britain that was called the Shell Scandal. It caused the government of the day to fall, and in response, the British created a new Ministry of Munitions, which suspended trade unions and corporate profits in the arms industry, and critically, mandated the employment of women on a large scale to increase production. Artillery shells then and now were primarily steel turnings, and the then numerous railway locomotive shops provided the necessary machine tools and expertise to ramp up production. And by the end of 1915, British railway companies alone were making between 1,000 and 5,000 six-inch high-explosive shells per week. Now fast forward to 2023, and the war situation in Ukraine looks surprisingly similar to that of 1916. Extensive trenches and two armies dug in with limited mobility. And also like 1916, massive artillery fire from both sides, rapidly depleting existing stockpiles of artillery ammunition. Why? Well, most modern war doctrine supposes that the current state-of-the-art of military technology would make warfare mobile, volatile, and fast-paced like the German blitzkriegs of World War II. What was not expected was trench warfare and set-piece artillery duels. And artillery ammunition quantities were designed to reflect this doctrine of high-mobility warfare. The result is rapidly depleting stockpiles amongst European nations and the United States, as well as Russian stocks dwindling to the point where that nation is allegedly purchasing shells from North Korea, among other sources. In the U.S., production is ramping beyond the current 14,000 shells per month rate for the popular 155mm howitzer round to 20,000 per month by the spring and potentially 90,000 by 2025. Time magazine reports that this will require $1.9 billion in spending this year alone for the production ramp. The 155mm round will likely be critical. Existing Ukrainian Soviet-era equipment as well as captured guns are rapidly running out of ammunition with no readily available quantities of shells available. Multiple nations have sent small numbers of various artillery systems, both towed and self-propelled, to Ukraine, but according to the Center for Strategic and International Studies senior advisor Mark Kansian and military researcher James Anderson, the most readily available artillery system available in numbers is the 1990s-era towed M198 howitzer. Estimates of the number of these systems that could be sent to Ukraine without degrading U.S. military capability varies from a minimum of 332 to as many as 600. A large donation of these units to Ukraine would standardize Ukrainian training and logistics, but would require a rapid ramp of 155mm ammunition production. The Pentagon's predicted increase in 155mm production from 14,000 units per month to 20,000 may be possible with process optimization and by adding personnel to existing operations, but the fourfold increase desired by 2025 will require new lines and new facilities. Will the Ukrainian war even continue to 2025? 
Well, even if it doesn't, one outcome of this conflict is a fundamental change in the way armies think about artillery going forward. What's old is new, and just like World War I, a dramatic increase in ammunition manufacturing capability is likely for years to come. Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Week in Engineering. To check out these podcasts as videos, visit engineering.com TV. If you like this show, consider joining engineering.com to get personalized story recommendations, follow the topics you care about, and participate with the global engineering community. Thanks for tuning in.